down with 100% less background TV noise. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky I put being, mine on mute. Now you're just being harsh. <laughs> well, we are talking about the Dark Brotherhood today. So, <laughs> stabby, 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 stabby. Well, I did finish that. I did finish that quest line, so we can talk about that. I have not finished the Thieves Guild quest line. That one looks like it's really long. I, it is really long. I finished it yesterday. I just want to say something really bizarre about that. You know, in the diplomatic uh, immunity mission, and you, mm-hmm. you end up going down into the basement, and uh, down there you can either get the journal and read it, or you can talk to the guy who's chained up in the cell and let him out. Uh, you don't even have to let him out. You just talk to him and get the information. <laughs> well, I let him out. And doing the Thieves' Guild, restoring the Thieves' Guild to his former glory, he ends up joining the Thieves' Guild. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was, I, I was surprised he made it out because right after I got out of there from the Thalmor Embassy, we got – there was another group of Thalmor guys right out on the road, and I think a polar bear or something decided to join in the fun. So our, our our contact on the inside from the blades got killed, but this guy somehow turns up later. Well, you know, this is another difference between my archery playthrough and my magic playthrough. The first time I went to this embassy thing, I was I was doing really well in the in uh, the various crypts and whatnot, and the Thalmor just kicked my ass. But this playthrough, I have barely gone. I you know I've I've basically been doing Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood only, and I just I just wasted them with this with my archery. Just wasted them. Well, if they don't see you coming because you're sneaking, you can take them out one by one. And your bow does, you know, if you've taken the right perks, three x damage if you're sneaking. And then if you're a dual weapon specialist and you sneak up to them, you do twelve x damage. So it's it's just ridiculous. You can just waste these guys. Whereas if you're using spells, there's another part of this too. If you go through that as a mage, it's really hard to save either the elf who got you in or the guy who you're sa- supposed to save. Because if you're using flames or using fireballs, you know, if you use a fireball, it's not really a pick one guy out of the crowd and kill him kind of spell. It's it a yeah, yeah, grenade spell. In my first playthrough, both of them died. Right. In this playthrough, I got both of them out. Yeah, well, if you're using a bow, it's easy, though. You pick them off one by one. I mean, I was going through, in the Thieves' Guild quest line, I was going through some place with one of the guys, and I, since we're going to, we'll talk about that in another podcast, I'll just say that, he kept going up to kill people with a sword, and I just kept hanging back and knocking Draugr down one by one because they never saw me, and I kept doing 3x damage. <laughs> I, I redid the Civil War uh, because I needed to get one of the... Okay, here's, here's the thing. There's a, a, an achievement called War Hero, and you have to take Fort Greenwall, or, and there's another fort you have to take if you're on the Stormcloak side. Well, if you do the main game quest first, you do the treaty thing where you set them both, both sides down the table and you can divvy up the land. If you give the land that contains the fort to the other side, then you can't get that achievement. <laughs> so anyway, I, I redid the Civil War before I've done the main quest this time. And um, I, I forgot what I was going to say about it, but uh, what, what, what point were you making before this one, James? Well, you were talking about, the, uh, about getting that war hero achievement is what you were talking about. I was like, what, would you, what were you talking about before I started talking about this? Oh, I was just mentioning that going through as a bow specialist, if you have sneak, makes the game so much easier than playing as a mage. I mean, we've said this before on the podcast, but the longer I play that way, the more it becomes obvious that... And also, sneak is incredibly powerful. I was just doing a mission for the Thieves' Guild where I was walking through Calselmo's lab, and guards are like three feet from me, and they're like, 
I think I heard something. Where is he? Yeah. You get to 100 Sneak, they can literally brush up against you walking in front of your face, and they still don't know you're there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So you play this way, and you can decide on your own, do I need to kill this guy, or do I just pick the lock while he's pondering his navel? Whereas if you're playing either, you know, a, a smash and bash and warrior or a mage, you know, you have to blunder your way in and fireball everything in, in your path. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a, a, a missing multiplier in there somewhere. And, and that, uh, the mod I was using to up the level of the major stuff, give it more perks, um, certainly helped. But what I've discovered in this playthrough is there's almost no incentive to complete a tree except for that achievement that you get for doing it. You kind of want a bit of this and a bit of that from various different combinations of things to create whatever type of character you're trying to create. It uh, rarely makes sense to just focus entirely on one path. Except smithing. No, no not even smithing. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, a, a sneaky thief. I have no use for heavy armor at all. So I don't need to go on the right-hand side. I just went on the left-hand side. Right. I'm just saying that... Archery, I think it makes it makes sense to go at least all the way to the top, the hundred percent one, because there are many times that it's really useful, especially against some tough things, to get that fifty percent chance of paralyzing them. There's nothing better than watching some Draugr Deathlord go down, so you can just plink it over and over okay, again. Okay, but I, I disagree with your assertion that it's worthwhile doing the whole constellation because I don't need the, the thrifty perk of getting more than one arrow. I get plenty oh, of arrows. right, right. That, that perk is totally useless. I, I took that one solely to finish out the arrow tree so that I could get the... Achievement. achievement yeah. So here's the thing. I think that completing an actual full constellation should give you a much bigger reward than you get. Because you put so many perks into it that you cripple yourself in pretty serious ways. Well, especially since, as we've said before, once you get into the mid-40s, leveling is hard. Yeah, it's, it's well, not hard, just slow. That's what, well, that's what I mean. It's slow. You get to the point where you've finished all the quests that you wanted to play under that character. And this goes back to a couple of things that we've talked about in terms of building your character. You've... Depending on what quest lines you've finished and depending on how you play this game, yeah, you can pick a character and go through every single quest line with one character, but depending on how you've decided you're role-playing it, I don't know, if you've built yourself a heavy plate armor guy, how much sense does it really make to decide that just because you've gotten sneak up a fair, fair way, does it make a lot of sense that you're going to be the Thieves Guild guy? I also feel like I could have potentially optimized my playthrough a bit better. Um, it makes sense to do five levels of training with a trainer before you level up each level. So you need to kind of calculate how much experience you get from using the trainer and subtract that from the amount of experience you need to go up to the next level. And at that point, when you've got that amount of experience, go talk to a trainer to level up. Um, otherwise, you're missing out on the opportunity to essentially use gold, which you, is so easy to come by in this game, and uh, and use a trainer. So, you know, just because you're... You don't need to get the perks in all of these constellations. There's no reason why you shouldn't try and push all of these skills up as high as possible, even the ones you're not going to use, because it just increases your ability in those those realms anyway, like light armor or heavy armor or pickpocketing. Well, in your light armor and heavy armor, sometimes, and especially in the mid-game, before, if you're not smithing and you're finding best pieces of armor, sometimes it makes sense to be wearing one piece of heavy and one piece of light if you haven't concentrated on something like enchanting and you find the pair of boots that gives you the extra 35 pounds of carry or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, because there's a, there's a perk on the heavy and the light stream to give you a bonus if you've got all light or all heavy. I remember what I was trying to say. Uh, 
I remember what, I, what it was I was going to talk about now uh, in the Civil War. And we were talking about how people get in front of you when you're trying to shoot things with fireballs or arrows. <laughs> well, there was one of these quests uh, to, to hijack a, uh, a carriage of gold that the rebels were sending to Windhelm from Riften. And um, I went up there, and the guy was like, this is my first mission. I don't want anything to go wrong. And he, and he lays out the plan. We're going to take out the sentry. Then we're going to do, do this, this, and this. And I said, I have a better plan. Why don't you wait here, and I'll go deal with it. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. the best plan possible, because otherwise yeah. they get in your way. That's what I need all the time. I, I sent Cicero home. I, I'm sick of him going nutso and just running in front of me. I don't need him there. <laughs> Well, I don't have that option. I, I killed Cicero off. He torqued me off with all of his traps. Okay, Dark Brotherhood. Let's talk the Dark Brotherhood. So, speaking of Cicero, the whole thing starts kind of separate from the main plot, but you run into Cicero. Not necessarily. On... I did not run into him in the playthrough that I've done with the Dark Brotherhood. I never found him. Yeah, well, he's just on the road between... I guess uh, Winter Run and uh, where Dawnstar, White Run, but White yeah. Run and Dawnstar, yeah, he's on the road between the. But I never ran into him. I, I, uh, what did I do? I oh, I did the. What I did is I went to Win, I went to Windhelm and did the quest where you uh, kill the the stupid orc yeah, lady. Yeah, you skipped a thing. Okay, so so for the people who did do delayed burial, uh, you meet Cicero on the road and. His wagon's broken down, and he's got a coffin in the back, and he's claiming that he needs to get his mother to a funeral. <laughs> so that's the night mother, obviously. The first time I played it, I went and talked to the farmer who was going to fix the wagon, and he convinced me to turn this guy into the guards, claiming he was carrying weapons. <laughs> and uh, the second time, I, I, I knew who Cicero was, so I was like, okay, well, I'll help you out, and I convinced the guy to fix the wagon. <laughs> But what does that do for you? I mean, does that get you going on the quest? He likes you more when you meet up with him again later. And if you don't convince the farmer to fix the wagon, he kills the farmer. Okay. <laughs> you come back to that farm later on and he's just dead in the bed <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Cicero. Okay. I, I, like I said, the playthrough I joined the Brotherhood, I never met Cicero early. I ran into him. I mean, I, I, there was a playthrough where I did run across him on the road, decided he was an insane moron, and just left him be. But the playthrough I was doing where I joined the Dark Brotherhood, I went and did the kill the uh, orphanage lady thing. Then they kidnapped me. You know, We talked about that on one of the last podcasts where I decided which one to kill. And then Cicero just shows up in the sanctuary later on, and then all the other people are kind well, of... Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> so... That after you've met Astrid and she asks you to kill someone, then she sends you off to the, the sanctuary, which is uh, down near Falkley. And you've got the scary door there. And there's, so there's two, definitely two sanctuaries in the world. And I stumbled across the one in Dawnstar on my first playthrough, and it was the scariest thing I'd come across in the entire game. Uh, and very cool, and I really wanted to get in there, but I didn't know what it was. So you've got so a couple of contracts you have to do when you join up with the Brotherhood for the first time. Uh, see if I can remember what those were. Do, do you remember, Austin? Um, I'm looking them up right the now. The first one is, I think, if I don't miss my guess, I think the first one is, not the first one, there are a couple of simple ones, but one of the first ones is to go kill the woman at her wedding. 
And no, man, you're, you're, you're skipping way ahead. Okay, um, <laughs> that's one of the first ones, though. It's it's pretty. No, early it's on. not one of the first ones. You kill a logger, kill a miner, and kill a hunter. Ah, uh, yeah, that that's right. One of them's in um, Ivanstead, and that's where I lost Lydia in this playthrough. <laughs> By my own arrow, of course. Because <laughs> she jumped in front. Yeah, she charged the guy, and he was the last guy left, and I was already shooting at him. So I thought after that, you know, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm just now. That was a mistake. See, now in the playthrough I'm doing now, I had Findall with me up until he trained me all the way up in archery as far as he could go, and then I sent him home. And I've never taken Lydia out with me at all. She's still sitting in my house in Whiterun. Yeah, I have a new house called Iona. That's the Riften house. And I haven't taken her out yet, but I'm not sure I will. I'm kind of on... Not, not entirely sure. He's, I, I'm thinking companions are a bit more annoying now than, than that when I first started playing. Okay, so you kill one of each of those passive classes. Uh, and then you come back and, and at this point Cicero has turned up <laughs> with the Night Mother. Yeah, and he's making everybody yeah. in the sanctuary kind of nervous. Well, because he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's certifiable, yes. So, uh, Austin, you read up on Cicero's history? Yeah, he's the adoring fan from Oblivion. Uh, is he the adoring fan, or is he just... Vo- well, he's not actually the adoring fan. I mean, the voiced by the same guy, you mean. No, he's no, 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 the, the adoring character. fan from Oblivion. So he was a kid then, and well, then... 200 years later, how is he possibly the same person? Well, let, allow, allow me to explain. <laughs> Thankfully, we have this podcast where we can talk about these things. <laughs> so he was a kid then, when he was the adoring fan. Then he grows up, becomes an assassin, joins the Dark Brotherhood, and he becomes notorious for dressing up in costumes to get close to his mark. And then uh, during the Great War... The, the sanctuary gets destroyed. Uh, uh, there is a, a lot of stuff going on that, that's in his journals, and you can pick his journals up in this quest line where the, um, the current keeper gets killed. Now, he gets voted in as the new keeper, and he's saddened because that means he can't take contracts anymore. So he has one contract left, and it's to kill a jester. So he, he studies this jester and dresses up as a jester and goes and kills this jester. And in the last moments of the jester's life, he sees the jester look happy. Uh, and so he's, he's feeling sad that he's no longer able to be an assassin. He decides to take on the persona of this jester that was happy anyway. And uh, that's why he's still dressed as a jester, as the keeper. So now as the keeper, he's blessed by the mother uh, and he's unaging pretty much. Yes, oh, you can definitely kill him. So he's but, aging, okay. Well, so is the mother. I mean, she's a bunch of bones in a... And yeah, yeah, you, you, get out whole, you get the whole crawl, crawl into the coffin thing, which is pretty freaky. Right, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's coming up. So you talk to the mother, and the mother told you to go and visit some guy. And Astrid's all, I'm the leader of this group, and... <laughs> I'm not listening to any listener, <laughs> so you can go do some regular killy killy. I can't, who do you go and kill at that point? You, you... It's uh, just a couple more other people, I think. Just random people. They do claim they have done the Dark Sacrament, though. So it's not like you're just killing people who have hired the, the Dark Brotherhood. You are, you are killing people who have attempted to get in contact with the mother, which is okay, at least. But one of the things that concerns Cicero is 
here's this outfit of assassins run by someone who isn't directly getting asked to kill people through the dark sacrament. So what does that make them? It just makes them a bunch of murderers, right? Uh, you know, you, you're killing in the name of Sithis, but not using Sithis conduit, the mother. So anyway, Astrid becomes paranoid of Cicero, asks you to go and spar on him. And uh, so you go into, into the, the main area uh, where Cicero and the mother are, and you hide in the coffin. <laughs> and that's when you get to talk to the night mother. And the, the weird thing about that is that you're in there, it's totally black, and then suddenly it's like she starts pulsing red and talking in your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You love this now. <laughs> that freaked me out. So I'm actually going to go and talk to this guy. Uh, what's his name? His name's um, uh, Armand Mottier. Oh, wait about a, a contract. <laughs> wait a minute. Is this the same? Is this some descendant of the same guy from Oblivion? You had to make look like he was dead, and he was going to go somewhere, but you never found out where. Oh, really? There was something like that in Oblivion. Well, yes. I don't know. Motia might be a common name in that part of the world. <laughs> That's got to be a reference to that. But this guy, it turns out, is one of the higher ups in the empire, and he <laughs> wants the emperor dead. You know, usual sort of emperor politics. <laughs> uh, well, business as usual. Business as usual, but not for the Brotherhood. The Dark Brotherhood hasn't done anything like assassinating the Emperor for a very long time. Yeah, I was going to say they started out by assassinating Emperors. But they're very excited to have such an exciting contract. Yes, so let's see, the first steps in this... He gives you a necklace that you take to um, that one the one Thieves Guild guy, thieves Delvin. Guild, yeah. He gives you, and you, uh, Delvin appraises it for you. Yeah, and you get uh, 15,000... Uh, writ of credit for the for the guild to the Dark Brotherhood to to conduct their business here, and the first part is to get the emperor's attention, and that means killing her, killing the emperor's uh, cousin. cousin who has just gotten married. <laughs> now this is an interesting one because I, I'd like to know how everybody else did this. I there's a pretty interesting way that I did it, which I'm sure other people have found. But how did you kill this uh, woman, Michael? I had to do it twice. First time I went in there, had a chat with her, it looked like she was talking to people, so I killed her and ran away. Uh, and I found out that I didn't get my bonus because I didn't kill her when she was addressing people. So I redid it, and if you wait, she gets up and she goes up inside and then up to a balcony and talks to the people down below. And that's when you meant to strike. So I did it again. Uh, this time I went up behind her and put out my knife and did a backstabby stabby and uh, stole all her clothes. Jumped <laughs> <laughs> off the balcony and ran away. Uh, and kept running and kept running and kept running and kept running until eventually they left me alone. <laughs> what I did is I climbed the one tower, and as she stood up after her, um, she was sitting in her throne next to her husband. She stood up, and I sniped her with an arrow. And then, did that count as her addressing the people? Or yeah, that's how it. That's how the guidebook says to do it. Well, there's a more interesting way to do it. You can go up into the Temple of the Divines, which is right above her, and then you wait to hear her voice as she's addressing the crowd and thanking them for coming. And it turns out there's a gargoyle statue up there. And if you stand really? close to it, it says, push statue. So you push the statue, and then you hear thump. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that is that's more like the Oblivion Dark Brotherhood. Okay, so that's really awesome, though. You just tip it over, and then nobody saw you do it because you're up there on the balcony. Even if you're not crouching, nobody sees what you did. So you then just, it turns out you can jump off the balcony in a different direction, and nobody still sees you, and you just run out of, out of the town. <laughs> Very nice. I was chased out of the town. By I was chased out of the town. town. 
I took the opportunity to do the rest of the the holes and get the uh, master criminal achievement at that point. Uh, see, I just walked out of town. I didn't even have a bounty. <laughs> nope, nope. Gargle statue, not my fault. Nope, wasn't standing near it. As a matter of fact, a few of the guards commented on my way out that there was a horrible murder that just took place right in front of a big crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So next up, you need to... What What is it? You need to... You need to follow the, um, the leader of the guard. guards. And this was really funny because you go to Dragon Reach, and mind you, it's in the same hold, so if you're still being chased, you might want to sneak around a bit. <laughs> so you go in there, and, and at the very start, he's standing outside talking to his dad, and his dad's like, oh, be careful, son. His son's like, come on, I'm just going for a tour around the cities. It's just... So it's not like I'm fighting anyone. And then his wife comes up and she's like, uh, I don't want you to go. And, say, and he's like, oh, I'll be all fine. And it's like, oh, my God. Guilt trip me some more, why don't you? I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> Are we going to also see the orphaned kid he adopted and his pet dog that needs an operation? <laughs> so there's, a, there's an optional section to this. If you, you can go inside the building and get his schedule. Now, you only get the bonus if you kill him in one of the cities he's visiting that isn't Dragon Reach. Uh, and he comes home on the weekends, and and this is where you you discover the Tamrielial names for the seven day week. <laughs> Despite having more moons than us, they uh, apparently have the same calendar. But uh, <laughs> I guess they have the same seasons, maybe. Well, anyway, uh, that was confusing for me because the first time I went in, got the schedule, left, and jumped to where I thought he would be, but and, he was still back in Dragonreach. And he wasn't there, yeah. So I went back to Dragon Region, and you have to go, have to sit there and wait for them to do all the teary goodbyes and him to start walking away before it activates, and then you can meet him. I ended up catching up with him in Riften because uh, the uh, as you travel around, it takes time, and sometimes you, you know he can get ahead of you. Um, so I, I caught up with him in Riften, went to the barracks, walked upstairs as he went into bed, noticed nobody else was around, and stabby stabby stabby. Um, I caught him on the way out of the palace of kings it was at night he was just walking out and i came up behind him with my daggers and just stabbed him in the neck and then took people wouldn't notice right you had to run away nope. no one no one noticed <laughs> i was in the middle of a courtyard and i just stabbed him that reminds me how i killed the dignitary in solitude i walked i sniped her with an arrow from behind and then people want, ran up and to say how terrible it was without seeing me <laughs> but, but i did something similar with this guy i went to white run He's in the tavern, so I went upstairs and got an angle where I could see him and no one else could see me as I crouched down and made sure I was hidden. I just lined up the shot, hit him in the head, and then he says, I think I saw something. And he starts looking around confused because he still can't detect me because my sneak's high. So I just kept sniping him. And he falls down, kind of stuck between the stairs and the bottom floor. I took all of his stuff and then just calmly walked out. Yeah, I was concerned that that planting the evidence on him, that counts as um, pickpocketing. Uh, so I was concerned that doing that in front of people would be bad, which is why I wanted to kill him in a place where people weren't looking. Did you not plant the evidence on him? I did. No one noticed. I did, but the thing is, is that since he was kind of stuck and I was still sneaking, I was able to do it with nobody seeing. Okay. I just put it on him. The guy was still playing the loot while I walked out. <laughs> So after you've compromised the security, you now need access to the Emperor's 
dinner. And this is possibly the funniest part of the entire game. <laughs> this this whole part reminded me so much of the uh, of the thing in Fallout New Vegas, where you're supposed to get the the uh, cannibal dinner. Yeah, I guess so. Mackie, what TV show were you just watching? Top Chef. Was the gourmet on Top Chef? <laughs> <laughs> no. That, what do you mean? So there's a book, Uncommon Taste. Uh, written by the gourmet. And, oh, and the gourmet. The, him! Oh dear God! <laughs> so, Look at his recipe, and I'm going. I know there is many things wrong with this, but I just don't know where to start. <laughs> so the gourmet is big, a big deal. He got. This is he's part of the quest. He was pulled in, uh, and and only the son knew the identity of the gourmet, and he, the gourmet, has been invited to make dinner for the emperor. <laughs> and. <laughs> So wait, have, wait, I think I see where this is going. So yeah, you have to figure out who the gourmet actually is uh, by they, they've got a, a book, the uncommon signed by the gourmet to a particular chef in Macarth. So you have to uh, basically press him for information to find out who the gourmet really is, and then dispose of him so that there's no trap. So I did kind of like what you did, James, uh, with that with the kitchen there. I went into the kitchen and the down. You know, apprentice chefs, they wouldn't go away. So I just hid in the corner and shot him while their backs were turned. <laughs> That's exactly how I had to do this one. The apprentice chefs were wandering back and forth. So, yeah, I had to hide in a corner and wait until I was marked as hidden, and then I sniped him. So once you find out who the gourmet is, and <laughs> it turns out the gourmet is an orc, and he's at the, that inn that's near the um, Bronze Cave Lake. Uh, you know the spot? It's yeah, it's the one that's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice scene actually. But anyway, he's he's out there. Uh, I got a little bit glitchy here. After you kill him, there's a section where you can drag him to, a, to hide the body, which will give you extra time uh, later on in the quest. But the marker for that disappeared on me, so I didn't know where to put him. I just dragged him around until eventually uh, I was like dragging him to different corners of the room until eventually it said, "You've done it." <laughs> See yeah. now, I caught him while he was outside, and I just threw him in the river. Did that count as hiding him? Yes, I got the notice. <laughs> wow. Well, he was floating down the stream, so I figured that was good enough. We actually skipped the quest the quest to kill Cicero, where you have to go chase him down. That was just before this. Oh, okay, yeah. So Cicero goes nuts. Uh, this is where he finally, finally gets fed up with uh, Astrid, Astrid doing things her way. And uh, he run, he stabby stabbies a bunch of people, <laughs> runs off, and uh, Astrid's husband chases after him. And this is where you go to the Dawnstar Sanctuary. Well, don't forget that he sets the sanctuary on fire too. Mm, no, that's no. no, that's later. Oh, that's later. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. So you track him down to Dawnstar Sanctuary. You get the husband there, and you say, "Get lost." You go in there, and this is where an interesting thing happened for me because uh, I had been summoning the um, the spectral assassin. Um, which is a a ghost uh, assassin, basically. And when I summoned him in the Dawnstar Sanctuary, he started talking to me about what I was doing, and he said that Sithis does not want you to kill the Keeper. Really? Yeah. Uh, really? So that was really that, that was really cool. And he actually said a few other pertinent things along the way, um, because you have to fight the some uh, other assassin ghosts that are in there to get to Cicero. And when I finally got to Cicero, he was like, you know, don't kill me. Just pretend you did. And so I said, okay. 
Because because by that point, uh, I I don't think I was going to kill him anyway. The Night Mother had talked to me. She had talked about the Keeper. It was clear that this was the true Dark Brotherhood thing right here. Me, the the Mother, and the Keeper. And everything else was just superfluous, right? It was just uh, many many hands to do many jobs. So Astrid was wrong, right? I, I, and so really killing the Keeper would be the completely incorrect thing to do at this point. So I didn't kill him. Yeah, but I'm uh, playing kind of an asshole character who decided he pissed me off one too many times. Did he? What did he do? Yeah, I did. I killed him too. All of the traps in the Dawnstar Sanctuary. <laughs> I mean, what did he do? None of those got me. Not a single one. I tried to kill him when he was on the road. When he was on the road? When was that? When he, at the beginning of the game when oh. I found him on the road. The I tried burial. to kill him then. Yeah, you should have been able to. <laughs> You have the mother just sitting out there forever. <laughs> okay, so so after that, um, I, I think the actual order is correct. After you've got the gourmet stuff, you head back, and that's when Cicero has gone a bit nuts. Uh, so so the mission's now on to to go and do this thing, despite Cicero going crazy. Um, I, I go back and I say, yeah, I killed Cicero. So the gourmet, you head back to uh, Solitude to go to Castle Door. Can't, I can't pronounce that any other way. Dower. Dower. Eh. That's I don't pronounce four that way. Castle Dower? Grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you go, in, you go there and you give the guard your quote-unquote credentials as the gourmet. And uh, you go downstairs to the kitchen and you meet up with the, the chef there and she's very excited to work with the gourmet. But I, I'm playing Khajiit. <laughs> and she goes, uh, I, I never expected the gourmet to be Khajiit. I, I, I would have thought the hair would have got in the food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> racist. Well, at least they scripted it because she says the same thing to me. I'm playing a Nord. And she said the same thing to me about not expecting a Nord. But obviously didn't bring up the hair thing. Oh, I've had all kinds of strange Khajiit comments throughout this game from people. It, it's quite entertaining a lot of the time. You, you definitely get called cat and kajit a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, for a long time, I hadn't been resting at home. And uh, I had a character just out of the blue tell me that I stink. I need a shower. <laughs> so, that was fun. so the gourmet bit, you have to put on a chef's hat. Otherwise, the, the other cook won't recognize you as the gourmet. She refuses to work with you without the chef's hat. Uh, she's very excited about working with the gourmet. <laughs> but this is the funniest bit. This just this right, reminds me of Top Chef in Matty Respects or Master Chef or all those shows where you have to make your special soup, I think it is, and you get to pick what ingredients you put into it, including things like giant's toes and <laughs> void salts and, and even a septum if you want. <laughs> you even to- that metallic twang. Yeah, you can basically make it into death juice if you want. Yes. Well, you've got to put a poison thing in there. But the funny thing is, every time you add some stupid ingredient, the other chef's like, "Huh, a septum? Oh, I suppose that'll give us an, a, a nice metallic aftertaste." <laughs> 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 so after after you've finished making it, you put the poison ingredient in. Now you don't actually have to put the poison ingredient in. If you don't, you have to kill the emperor a different way um, to get out of the room. But like, you know, stab him or something like that. So if you really like stabby stabbing, then that's possibly preferable. But you, uh, she takes the meal upstairs and there's a whole bunch of nobles around the table. The emperor is the one who's going to be eating first. And doesn't matter what you put in the soup, he proclaims it to be the best soup he's ever had. Then probably falls over and dies. Yes. 
Uh, at that point, um, the guards have been paid off so you can escape out over the bridge, a bridge that I'd never seen before that <laughs> doesn't really go anywhere. It warps into existence for this one quest. And that's when you discover the double cross. Somebody in the Dark Brotherhood uh, betrayed you and warned the Imperial Guard, and they, they were, the Guard were told they could have you in exchange for letting the Dark Brotherhood keep going on. Right, but then they triple-crossed and decided, yeah, so what, we'll just kill well, all, the, all of you it's scum. That, it's that guy, the security guy that you killed before. I remember he's, I said his dad came out and talked to him. His dad is the one who is in contact with the Dark Brotherhood and says, you killed my son, so I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill the Dark Brotherhood and I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. You've got to fight your way out of that, and then you've got to race back to the, to the sanctuary, and that's where it's all on fire. Uh, and that's, uh, that was interesting. You, you rescue... One guy out of that, and then you hide in the coffin again. The red guard guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. You hide in the coffin where the night mother comforts you, which I find very comforting to be in a coffin with a dead person telling me it's all going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you That's glowing. Up. Then you open up and you discover that the betrayer is Astrid, none other than. And uh, she has the coolest body at this point. It's Astrid version 2 where her entire body is crispy fried chicken. <laughs> and, because, uh, because she staked herself as the sacrifice for the dark uh, sacrament. Well, she also got burnt up in the fire, so she didn't really have too many of your choice. Anyway, she um, completes the sacrament with herself to to get the emperor. Um, and so at that point, you need to find out where the real emperor is hiding, because it turns out that emperor, since the guy knew, was a stand-in. <laughs> So you go ah, back- his, ta- his tastes are like all emperors have. Yeah. So you go back to uh, Amand Montier, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, you, you're actually willing to keep going? I'm, I'm impressed. So you find out that the emperor is uh, about to leave. He's on his ship in solitude, and the head of the guard that um, attacked the Dark Brotherhood is on the docks. So I decided I'd get revenge on the docks first. <laughs> Got into a big fight there. Funny thing, I shot him with an arrow at a distance, and all the solitude guards walking around went and finished him off for me. What? How does that I don't know. Bring he was looking back. around, and then they killed him. I was, I was feeling pretty invincible at this, at this point, and I was on a rampage, so I just went straight to the docks, found him, shot him in the head. All the docks attacked, all the, all the guards attacked me in the docks, and so I got yet more bounty in solitude. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Mr. Popularity. I guess you have to join the Stormcloaks in this game. I had to clear it all up before I could do the Thieves Guild stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So then the, there's a big boat in the harbor of Solitude, which wasn't there before, and that's the Emperor's boat. And you sneak onto that by an anchor, and then you sneak through all of that, sneaky, sneaky, and eventually find your way to the Emperor. And he asks you before you kill him, He's very philosophical about the whole thing. It's like, yes, I'm an emperor, you're an assassin, you're going to kill me, and so that shall be. But he asks, could you kill the person who asked to do this, you know, who wanted me dead? Uh, and and I, thought, I thought about it, and I said, well, there's no, there's no dark sacrament on that guy, but a lot of Dark Brotherhood people died because of this mission that he set up. Um, and this emperor is a pretty cool dude. He's, he's very calm about this whole thing. He understands his place in the world well enough to understand that there's, this is it. There's, there's no two ways about it. He's very brave about it. He's very blunt about it. Uh, he knows he's going to die. So I decide, yep, I will go kill Armand Montier. So then you kill the emperor 
Uh, is there, there aren't too many valuables on the Emperor's ship, I have to say. See, now, I didn't do it that way. I didn't talk to the Emperor. I just snuck right in. He didn't see me come in the room, and I sniped him without ever having a conversation. Did you take his clothes? I took his clothes. I took everything. Yeah. <laughs> I left him naked in the cabin. I thought about dragging him to a, to a door and pitching him out just to confuse everybody, but I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so then you go back to Motier and you, and he's like, well, okay, this is where your payment is. It's back where we first met in a in a uh, an urn. In an urn in a draugr filled hellhole, yes. Right. Uh, so then I'm like, uh, and he's like, is there anything else? And I, the entire time I played the Dark Brotherhood, any time it said remain silent, I always chose that option. And people were always commenting on, yeah, it does give you an air of mysteriousness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy's, this guy's like, uh, you know, is there anything else? He starts getting a bit nervous. So, so, so I said, uh, uh, just a message from a very nice old man who recently passed away. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> he had a bunch of shinies on him, so that was worthwhile. And I went and got the payment. Uh, when, I killed, when I killed him, I went and got the payment, and then I came back, and he's still in the bar, like walking around and stuff. And so I went over to the bard person. I'm like, hey, play this song. So everyone turned and looked at the bard person, and I went in the corner and sniped them in the back of the head. Nice. There we go. My favorite thing to do to bards is to ask them to stop playing. <laughs> and with the I also of, took out the preacher at, while I was at it. And with the air of The annoying preacher. Oh, the one in the white run? Yeah, I took him out while I was at it, too. He's gone after the Civil War anyway. Okay, so after that, you can talk to the Thieves Guild to get the new Dawnstar Sanctuary. You can move into the new Dawnstar Sanctuary with the remaining guild as the leader. And you can talk to uh, the guy from the guild, the Thieves Guild, to upgrade the Dawnstar Sanctuary, uh, including a, an extra exit, secret exit, and your own bedroom and training grounds, alchemy, whatnot. So that actually became my first home in, in my playthrough, the, the Dark Star Sanctuary. Oh, yeah, torture chamber, with, including people <laughs> chained up on the wall. Random people to torture, just for the Test subjects. Uh, and that uh, is essentially the end of the Dark Brotherhoods. There is a permanent quest, the continued Dark Brotherhood thing, and which you talk to the, the mother, she gives you someone to talk to, they give you a target, you kill them, rinse, repeat. Uh, it seems like that's going to go on forever. I don't well, that's, think that's 600, anytime you need 600 gold, you take that quest. <laughs> it's the 600 gold quest? Yeah, it's the 600 gold quest. So if you have a need for 600 gold, you go do that quest. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I also got a radiant quest of locate the assassin of old, where there's a Dark Brotherhood assassin. Ghost has bequeathed his belongings to you, but you have to go and get them. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Um, but you have to complete breaching security uh, and talk to Gabriella after doing that. And and she uh, she tells you. Uh, so I haven't done that one yet, but I assume the gear is going to be good, I hope. But, uh, yeah, I would say out of all the quest lines, you know, I guess the only ones we really have to compare it to, we've got the Companions, we've got the Mages, we've got the Thieves, and we've got the Dark Brotherhood. I wouldn't really count the Bards stuff in there with all this. No, that's, that's basically that's a small sort of patch. patch yeah. So the companions annoyed me with the whole curing the werewolf curse at the end with the broken radiant quest stuff. The thieves kill is very annoying at the end where you have to do five radiant quests in every city. Uh, and the mages one was very kind of um, D&D, I would say. You know, it was very straightforward. Go, go raid these places, put things back together, defeat it was, them. It was a dungeon crawl. 
Although it links into the main quest line, which is cool. Dark Brotherhood, on the other hand, had lots of twists and turns and had some very funny moments and funny characters. So, so you all killed Cicero uh, and you missed out on some of the best stuff. After you finished all of the Dark Brotherhood, he comes back and he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm back. I'll look after the mother and, and, you, and you can become your companion. And so I take, took him as my companion. And when you go to various cities, he comments on the city. Like, <laughs> you go to Riften, he's like, I li- uh, Cicero likes Riften. Lots of sneaking. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and you go to uh, Windhelm and he goes, oh, I know a guy from, from Windhelm. Stabby, 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 stabby. Stabby, 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 stabby. Stabby, 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 stabby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as you walk along sneaking, he starts muttering to himself and sometimes he tells really bad jokes and yeah he's, he's just got funny things to say on just about everything and and even various npcs you wander up to he'll he'll interject and say something before before the main chat goes on even uh it's there's a, a lot of cicero content for no good reason it's just excellent fun okay next time i play i'll have to keep him alive then Actually, another weird thing, when I told him to go away, he was like, oh, yeah, Cicero will go. And he just stood there and followed me for a while. <laughs> Eventually, I'll go. I suspect that that's deliberate. I, you know, just based yes. on everything that Cicero does and has done, I fully suspect that that was programmed in, that you tell him to go away and he doesn't. <laughs> he eventually did go away. but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so if you if you played the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion, did you recognize the uh, Spectral Assassin? I didn't recognize him then. I didn't, uh, I didn't do the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion, so I I wouldn't. I can't well, remember the people... that far. <laughs> that was more five minutes ago. I don't know. No, it's Lucian, who's your speaker guy through most of the Dark Brotherhood quest up until a certain point in Oblivion. Hmm. Is he the guy that gives you the horse? Yes. Interesting. So he probably would have known Cicero at some point in his see, life. See, now I lost, <laughs> I lost Shadowmere in my playthrough. I don't know if Shadowmere, I don't think the horse died, but I was going along the road out of Winterhold and two snow bears attacked. I figured, okay, that's not so bad. So I get off the horse and I'm sniping the two snow bears, figuring the horse can probably take care of itself for the most part because it usually does. And then a dragon swoops down. <laughs> and this is where. <laughs> The horse apparently lost its shit because I just watch it as it charges down the road and away from me. Shadowmare often fights dragons for me. I still have Shadowmare. Well, I, sick I, I don't think I know what happened to your horse. Okay, this what? happened to my friend with one of his horses. Sometimes the dragons swoop down, grab the horse, and then fling him across the map. Go dragon. <laughs> so here's a random little thing. So from does the that mean my horse is dead or is it just lost? It's, it's dead. probably dead. If it doesn't appear when you go to a city, dead. it's probably dead. Shadowmere might be alive, maybe. Maybe if I keep going back to the Dawnstar Sanctuary, eventually it will show up. Shadowmere doesn't seem like a particularly extra special horse to me. It just looks cooler and it comes out of a bubbling black lake. Um, it seems to have the same amount of dexterity as the other horses, as in, you know, you hold down sprint and it gallops. It um, has more, you can, you can sprint more with it. I have shot it with my arrow in sneak mode and it hasn't died, which is a bonus. Its health is extremely high and it regenerates extremely quickly, too. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, random thing, Dark Brotherhood. So after you've completed everything and you've restored the sanctuary to its full state, the, the, um, People in the torture chamber, if you interrogate them, quote-unquote torturing them, 
They'll give you four different treasure drops, one for each person in the in the torture chamber, and those treasure drops contain between one thousand and two thousand gold each. So there's a a nice four to eight thousand gold right there, plus the twenty thousand. Although you probably spent fifteen thousand of that twenty thousand upgrading the Dark Brotherhood Sanctuary, though. Yeah, you yeah, spent a lot. When I first saw the people tied up, I used them as target practice. Whoops. <laughs> well. They were like, no, don't hurt me, and then I shot them with an arrow. And then just kept doing that for like 10 minutes until they were all dead. Oh, there goes those quests. <laughs> well, if we ever have multiplayer Skyrim, I know who's not interrogating anyone. Well, I think on that note. Yeah, I think that's probably all we can say about the Dark Brotherhood. I believe it is the most uh, entertaining of the quests in the game. Uh, just, you know, lots of creepy, disgusting, disturbing stuff. Um, funny characters, interesting plot twists, and uh, and it was a decent-sized set of quests. You know, I, it's not something you could do as quickly as, say, the main plot. And they were fun quests, too. Most part, yeah. Well, if you've missed an episode, want to subscribe to the iTunes feed, or join the Facebook group, join the Steam group, or even follow us on Twitter, you can find these links and more at www.jrober.com slash Thumcast, T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. And that's where I am queued in for the outro music. It's what we call it in the biz.